All right, so we're back a month later, still under quarantine. Beards are getting long. Yeah, yeah your beard's is, getting long. This is the longest my beard has ever been, for sure. It's a great excuse to just not, not trim it. I know it's not comfortable. Though. It's not comfortable. I'm miserable yeah. right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm torturing myself. It's like it's the on. haircuts too. But yeah, as you can see, I tried to give myself a haircut and it did not work very well. It doesn't look bad. Well, it's I appreciate. At least it's that. cleaned yeah. up. Yeah, I'm well, to look it, a it grew shaggy. in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we're gonna have to give each other buzz cuts pretty soon. Yeah, we're oh, at that gosh. point. It's gonna yeah. be rough. Yeah, well, we could go scissors. We, we we could try it. We have nothing to lose. We. I dyed my friend's hair the other day, so I mean, you know. <laughs> it's funny. Everyone's like using this as an excuse to just to try whatever. try new yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dye your hair, buzz it. Yeah, you know. I think people are gonna come out of quarantine looking way different. Yeah. Explore no new tans. No, yeah, no tans. That's a good point. Yeah. No we're much paler society. Everyone's gonna just have so much pent up energy yeah. ready wow. to go. Speaking of tans, I wonder how much. Well, I mean, I guess all businesses are suffering right now, but like those tanning salons. Oh, it's done. I mean, yeah, that's a whole industry. That's oh, yeah. Just been... Until until this is over and they're right, going to see. Right. And they're gonna have it's going to gonna yeah. be the uh, golden era. Yeah, seriously. For tanning booths. <laughs> oh, my God. Or just for going to We the need beach. to find some public tanning companies that you yeah, can invest true. in right it's now. True. They're going to see a massive spike. A massive spike. Yeah. yeah, buy them now. Buy now. All right, that's some free investment advice. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to do a. Uh, checkup yeah we'll run through some numbers i think uh i had some questions that i found answers to just i mean i think the problem is now that we're all under quarantine and there's just not as much communication i think like we don't really know what other people are thinking so yeah we, we did a deep dive into some stats about kind of where the country's at right now uh what people are going through so here's an update to what actually is the coronavirus What song is that? Oh, just what actually is. I like that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah, it is a good song. It's a banger. It is. <laughs> um, so we last did a podcast on coronavirus on uh, March 18th. And it's crazy. Oh, a month ago. Is that, is that exactly like a month about ago? About a month and a day. Yeah, okay. A month yeah. and a day. And it's crazy to look at the stats and how they've changed, mm. actually. So on March 18th, last time we did this podcast... We had reported that there were 203,529 confirmed cases of coronavirus worldwide. Okay. Worldwide. Uh, 8,205 deaths worldwide. Now, as of April 19th today at about uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, there were 2.3,082,064 total confirmed cases and 165,636 deaths. So from a That's, from wow. eight thousand two hundred five deaths to yeah. one hundred sixty five six hundred thirty six worldwide. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the United States, um, last time we reported on this was six thousand four hundred ninety six confirmed cases. Okay. Today there are seven hundred forty six thousand three hundred seventy nine. Wow. As of uh, that's 5 a steep PM. increase. Yeah. And one hundred fourteen deaths back in March on the eighteenth. And 41,379 deaths. Wow, that feels like so long ago that it was 114. I didn't even realize that when we recorded this, there was so few deaths in yeah. the U.S. I mean, now it feels, I mean, what, what number are we at now in the States? Um, 41,379. That's according to the Wait, Center for deaths? Systems, Science, and Engineering wow. at John Hopkins University. Yeah, okay. in the United States, 41,379 as of 5 p.m. Eastern time. Deaths that reported. Right. Crazy. Yeah. So it's been, it's been... What's been really interesting, too, is to see how 
um, we did such a great job, it seems like nationwide, like rallying behind mm. each other and actually, uh, you know, listening to our officials, government officials, and quarantining. Especially here, you know, in, in, well, in, in the states that took it really seriously, yeah. California, New York. Um, but now we're starting to see protests, mm. right? <laughs> People are starting to get pent up. And don't get me wrong, I'm going crazy too. Yeah. I know we've, we've been talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. Going a little crazy, staying at home. You know, not having a lot of human contact, right? It's been it's been ridiculous for yeah. everyone, and um, you know, as as frustrating as it is as it is to see people out there protesting, getting angry, I'm actually surprised that it it took this took long. so long. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, but it is still it is still angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, like today, I think uh, Michigan at this point has the highest mortality rate. Mm-hmm. So the amount of people that have gotten coronavirus in Michigan. Um, highest percentage of those people have died out of any other state in the union. And does that make sense? Say that again. So of the people that have had coronavirus, Mm -hmm. uh, percentage wise, more people have died. So they have the highest mortality rate in Michigan than any other state in the union. And you see all these people in Michigan out there protesting Know, Gretchen Wilmer, their governor, because of, of the yeah. uh, the rules that they put in place. It's only a matter of time. And, yeah. and given, you know, maybe some of them were a little bit, I mean, I was lo- looking at some news reports about, like, you can't uh, go to, you know, Home Depot to get, like, gardening stuff, which mm-hmm. it seems a little interesting. Excessive. I'm sure there was a, yeah. there. I'm sure there was a, you know, a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, but still, you look at that type, that state right there, and, you know, they, they should be following their orders. Right. It's, it's really sad to see people out there right now yeah. probably causing you know, the spread of the coronavirus. So, mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I, I looked it up and right now, so what, population in the U.S. is like 350 to 375 million, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of now, 300 million people are under, 306 million people actually under, are under some type of state or city uh, okay, who's not? Yeah, seriously. That's what I want to know. Well, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I had read through the list of states. Yeah. Um, and I, I, there were definitely like more middle middle America states. Yeah. But, but they're honestly Rural much areas. less, yeah, the, the, the population is significantly less dense. So mm. I think, granted, I, I don't want to say it makes sense, but I, I'm not surprised given that they probably have, have the, the lowest yeah. uh, infection infection rate. But, I mean, it's still, that's that's 94.5% of the population. Yeah. It's a pretty it's pretty, pretty staggering number, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the United States is still made up of a lot of different rural communities. I mean, and, and what the thing about, you know, rural communities is, is that maybe they haven't seen it as much yet as, you know, cities like New York, like mm-hmm. Manhattan has. Um, but those are the areas that are definitely really high, have a lot of risk, right? right? There's not as many hospitals. There's not as much medical infrastructure to support yeah. people if there was to be an outbreak. Yeah. So, well, New York, I'm, I'm trying to think, I assume, I mean, New York was really, I guess, no, Washington was really the first state to be kind of just, uh, I, I think more so overwhelmed in the news. It seemed like Washington got a better grasp on it than Oregon, than uh, New York did just because it was such a, an exponential growth in New York. But I mean, as of today, I think Cuomo had mentioned that they were seeing uh, 18,000 um, people hospitalized at, at a single period of time. And, and they'd kind of, uh, they'd plateaued at 18,000. Yeah. And just recently they hit 17,000 mm. and then they hit 16,000. So he, he released a statement today saying that... Um, they're past the high point. They think that they've, they've peaked and they're they're on the decline, which is incredible news. Unfortunately, I mean, New York was hit so hard, really hard. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, being here in Los Angeles, there were a couple weeks there where we thought uh, 
we, we were on the way to look like New York. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Gavin Newsom definitely set up yeah. with this statewide mm. you know, stay at home order. And it seems like we've at least so far uh, bent the curve here. Yeah. In, in and California. San Francisco was so early. I mean, San Francisco, mm-hmm. like California in general was early, but San Francisco, I have a lot of friends that, that live and, and work in San Francisco. And they, you know, even before people were really staying home in LA, were all at home, you know, mm-hmm. like Square. Uh, some some of the bigger tech companies in San Francisco just sent their people home uh, from the get-go and mm-hmm. kind of just said, hey, work from home. Granted, I think everyone's been impressively productive. I think yeah. this has been a turning point in in the work-from-home mentality where a lot of these companies were kind of forced to give it a try. Right. And I, I don't know if it's that people are worried about losing their jobs, that, that their output is very high and they're yeah. just putting a lot more time in. Uh-huh. Um, but it seems like everyone I've talked to has just been working nonstop from home. Like yeah. it's just a shift in, uh, well, so that's the thing though, is that it, it, it really depends on your socioeconomic class mm-hmm. and the type of job that you have. Right. Yeah. So if you're in the upper income areas, you, you're more likely to be able to take your job home, work yeah. from home. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're, um, you know, if, if you're doing one of these jobs where it's, you know, it's a service job or mm-hmm. it's, it, it's some type of job that, uh, you know, requires you to be in a factory. Um, those jobs are just not there right yeah. now. And so those are the communities that have been hardest hit. Yeah. Well, Los Angeles, I mean, I, 1.3 million people in Los Angeles, uh, have lost their jobs in the past, I think wow. month and a half or two months, mm-hmm. which uh, I guess is, it says 50% of people in Los Angeles right now are unemployed, it's incredible. um, which is, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, and so these are kind of rough, but I think it was roughly about 64% of like the working age population, something around there, was employed before COVID nineteen, okay. yeah. and now it's less than fifty percent. Wow. Okay, right. Yeah, so that, there's a lot of I was going to say that's in that fifty percent people like that a, just weren't working. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah, yeah. But nationwide, yeah. nationwide, what's interesting, uh, and and actually really scary, is that in the last month or so, um, what is it, twenty two million people, according to the New York Times. Have lost their jobs in the last four weeks. Twenty-two million people. Yeah, have wow. lost their that's jobs. That's significantly higher than the Great Depression. Right? Yeah, and so, well, and so we the it, it's hard to judge so far because um, if you're looking at the unemployment rates, right? right the ma- the March unemployment rate was reported to be four point four percent, up from three point five percent in February. Okay, right. Um, that was obviously at the early stages mm. of this stay-at-home yeah. so economy. So 4.4% in March was... In March. Our, okay. It was the reported and, unemployment rate. And given this $22 million, I mean, that's... It, well, so it's not a straight um, calculation, okay. and here's why. Because the way they calculate the unemployment rate is taking the number of people that are looking for work divided by that same number and the people that are uh, currently employed. So it won't take into account those people that may have lost their jobs, okay. but might just be like, you know what? I'm going to wait I'm gonna it out. Pu- oh, interesting. Right? I'm not going to go and work for now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stay at home. People in my industry just aren't working. I'm yeah. going to wait till this blows over. And so the unemployment rate itself may be misleading once it comes out. Oh, that seems incredibly misleading. Mm-hmm. So the unemployment rate, say that one more time, is the amount of people that have lost their job but are, are amount looking of people, for The amount job? of people that are, are looking for work, okay. that actively want to work, and okay. are seeking a job, right. uh, and taking that same number plus the people that are currently employed. Okay. So that won't take into account those folks yeah. who who are just like you know what yeah i i can't work right now yeah my industry you know it's not gonna work. i'm gonna take unemployment i'm gonna stay at yeah. home you know what i mean which seems in almost i mean throughout history would have been uh, a completely irrelevant 
approach to take. But in this situation where, where some people's rents have been paused, mm-hmm. I mean, that's actually for some people a realistic approach. I mean, for us, I was honestly surprised. I mean, granted, we're both luckily in financial situations where we can afford to keep paying rent. Right. But I was shocked that like there wasn't an email sent saying, hey, you know, yeah. we know th- there was a lot of emails like, hey, just so you know, we're really cleaning the gym. And, yeah. and then yeah. there was, hey, the gym's closed, but yeah. there's nothing about rent. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people that that's, uh, I mean, Especially in you, Los Angeles. Yeah, for Gosh, sure. When housing prices are so high. Yeah. That's like a that's a big deal for sure. So if you look back, so when we first reported on all on coronavirus, right? We were looking digging into the details. This is March eighteenth. Information was still very limited. And and to be honest, it's still really limited. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into this a little bit, but we still don't have enough tests, right? People you keep they yeah. keep hearing about it in the media, yeah. but we don't have enough tests. Yeah. And, and also inaccuracies in testing. It's right. just, I think, like a lot of the antibody tests that are coming from China, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're just trying to pump out so many different types of tests that... Um, and I, and I kind of get it. It's like, let's just get as many, as many tests into the States as we can to run and then kind of filter through the results. But obviously, it creates quite some chaos when right. you're kind of just like not sure what, what tests are accurate. Right, right. Yeah. So when we were talking about why the you know stay-at-home orders were so important, why we were taking this disease so seriously, we took into a couple different factors, mm-hmm. right? When we were looking at this disease versus other diseases like influenza, the common mm-hmm. flu, or you know H1N1, yeah, right? right? Um, and it was R naught, which is a calculation of how contagious a disease mm-hmm. is, right? And just as a reminder, so an R naught of one would mean that um, one person who has coronavirus would likely give it to one other person, mm-hmm. right? A R naught of less than one would mean that that disease would, would likely, you know, fade yeah. out. Two eventually. meaning, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> wow, bad time to cut. Oh. Two meaning that uh, if you, if whoever was infected could give it to potential, would give it to potentially two other people. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, and when we reported on this, we compared it, right? So, so there's so many calculations of, oh, it still looks like the common flu. You know, people are saying, yes, uh, you know, 40 some odd thousand people have died, uh, you know, so far as the running kind of total here mm-hmm. in April uh, for coronavirus. But you look at, you know, you look at heart disease, you look at car accidents, you look at other things that are out there and, you know, it may seem like, oh, you know, we don't take those um you know, death rates is seriously. Why are we looking at this? Yeah. Well, the, the data again that you have to realize is that the information that we have on how many people have died is after we did all of this. Right. And we're catching after up we've still. Halted yeah, the economy, for sure. yeah. After we've halted the economy. Yeah. And it's still week over week growing. Yeah. yeah. Still week over week growing. So um, what are the numbers right now? So back then, back last podcast, I think we reported that uh, the R naught rate for coronavirus was between um, R2 and R3. And let me double check this so I can confirm it. R2 and R3 meaning that back in um, in March, March 18th, March, we, did we, last we assumed that one person that had it would give it to two to three other people. Exactly. Okay. And that's still what the World Health Organization is saying. Okay. Between <clears throat> two and two to three other people are going to yeah. get it. Okay. Right? So that hasn't changed. So that hasn't changed. Yeah. Again, let's let's take that into some yeah. context. And what was the mortality? Yeah, like the mortality rate. Well, before we get to that, so let's okay. let's put that into context. For, for the r not rate for the flu is uh 1.3 according to new york times the reg the normal influenza uh yes okay exactly 1.3 and for h1n1 which you had yeah (laughs) was uh 1.4 between 1.4 and 1.6 okay right so So a lot higher higher well still that's still significant though yeah exponentially right if you think about it right so it's this again this disease is much oh oh, you're saying yes yes the coronavirus has an exponentially higher yeah, R- R- yeah. Not. Oh, I was saying swine flu it was surprising that swine flu was just 
honestly not drastically more yes. uh, infectious than, uh, than influenza. normal influenza. For yeah. sure, sure, for sure. And then the mortality rate for coronavirus. Um, back then, what we had said was the WHO was reporting between 2 and 3%. Um, according I feel like to Italy, a, when, when it hit Italy, it drastically... So, uh, increase that number. We don't exactly. We still don't know what the mortality rate right. is exactly. Yeah. If you if we simply take the data of how many people have had it mm-hmm. and how many people have died, it's about six point four percent of people yeah. infected with the virus worldwide. Yeah, and in the United States, about four point three percent mortality rate yeah. of the people that have confirmed had coronavirus. Yeah, and then those who, who have had the virus and then in died. other words, what you're saying is there's a ton of people that have passed away where we have not done the testing to associate it with coronavirus. Exactly. Right. And, and also, we don't know how widespread the disease has been, too. Mm-hmm. We don't know right. how many people have actually had it, because, again, this all goes back yeah. to testing. And also, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I, I wish I'd done more research on this, but I think there was a, a, a pretty strong point that was being made back in March. And I think, I, I mean, it's still being made that there's a, a large portion of the population that's probably infected but isn't showing symptoms oh yeah asymptomatic people yeah right? but but i'd heard on uh, in a few press conferences uh where they did like the the coronavirus yeah. task force and yeah. honestly a few other ones that, that it wasn't trump or pence addressing they had said that that's probably not the case that right. if you have it you you would show some symptoms whether mm. it's exhaustion or coughing which I think, honestly, will shift the mentality for a lot of people our age. Because I think there's been a, a, a major mindset where I'm just going to power through it. Yeah. Like, I'd rather, I want to get back to it. And I've had this conversation with my mom, who's, you know, obviously older. And, and she's much more of the mindset, we need to stay on lockdown. We, mm-hmm. you know, we, we need to social distance. And, I, I mean, I've definitely been uh, thinking about the fact that, like, how long can we keep this going on? Right. Um, maybe the people that are... Uh, have a weakened immune system or have a, have a high chance of, of kind of a fatal um, fatal symptoms from right. the coronavirus should stay at home, should quarantine, but the rest of society should start slowly kind of right. getting back into, into flow. And, and that seems like the kind of uh, proposals that states like California, mm-hmm. Oregon, and, and Washington together. Yeah. And then, you know, this last week here, the White House has kind of put together these proposals of it's how we're going to re- try to slowly yeah, yeah. move back to normal, yeah. right? And I, and I found a lot of interesting stats, though. I, I feel like I just cut you off there. No. But, um, uh, yeah, what? because I, I just I want to close stats. the loop on the mortality rate. Okay, yeah, yeah. You had mentioned that Italy had a really high mortality rate, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. did. Um, the death rate stands at about 13%. Wow. In Italy, yeah. again, six four point three percent in the United States, and then two percent right now in South Korea, a country mm-hmm. that did a really good job of doing Social what we want to do, yeah, right. which is testing a lot of people and then mm-hmm. controlling the populace right. to uh, you know move back to re- the, the, the the norm, norm, right. uh, but in a calculated fashion, right. you know, making sure the people that have actually had it stay home mm-hmm. and others can kind of go about their about their business with in in a. Uh, you know, protected fashion, still yeah. wearing masks and things like that. But you know, you're right. So yeah, Italy had a really high mortality rate. Yeah. And so again, you know, we have to test, like, I think going back to what you were saying, I mean, if we're going to slowly kind of go back to the life is normal, it's going to take a long time for, for mm. everything to be normal. Right. Yeah. But to kind of slowly get it back to where we years can see for th- airlines to get back to their, the what was considered the norm after nine 11. And then really? when, and I thought about that, like, 9-11, I think it was a very concentrated, um, the, the, the solution to what took place in 9-11 was much more clear. I think it was like, you need to have uh, stronger uh, 
the uh, like penetration proof doors to the cockpit mm-hmm. I mean, and like uh the the security going through tsa all that stuff needed to be improved and it was very obvious but with something like this like what needs to be implemented into society to to keep this from reoccurring whether it's like how long are people going to wear masks Mm -hmm. uh you know going to bars like yeah that seems like one of those things where it it seems pretty uh risky to be in a situation like that where i mean it's just people pack or like concerts yeah music festivals anything like that i think we're probably a ways off. Oh, yeah. from, you I mean, know. Los Angeles just said that we're probably not going to be having concerts and sporting yeah. events like we used to yeah. until 2021. Yeah. Which right? is insane. Is I insane. mean, like 2020 just started off to an yeah. incredible start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to wipe this one. There was clean. a meme. There was a meme. And it, and it was like uh, uh, people traveling to the future yeah. coming to 2020. <laughs> yeah, just they jump in yeah. and they and, the, and then the second, uh, second caption is like, nope. And yeah. they just immediately leave. I mean, right? it's just, it's... I, I, it's hard to wrap my head around just how crazy of a year this has been thus far. I mean, I mean, obviously, who could have expected anything like this to take place? Uh, and I will say, I'm, I'm also like genuinely impressed at how um, adaptive we've been. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think when we first talked, and I don't even know if I said it on the original podcast, but I was like, people will be in the streets rioting right. if we're on lockdown. Like. Americans are used to having the freedom to do what they want. Absolutely. Um, the and, government's and you, not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. Right. And then they stepped in and they were like, you know, we actually are going to tell you what to do. So it was and, actually really good. Yeah. yeah. And then and then and people people did it. And you, you, as you mentioned, people have just started revolting, mm-hmm. uh, which was inevitable. But um, overall, I mean, I'm genuinely impressed. And, I, and I, I was trying to find stats because I've had that conversation multiple times of, you know, should we should we keep this quarantine in place? Should we, as I mentioned, like kind of separate those that have a high risk and right. those that are you know younger or have a stronger immune system and kind of you know re and re uh, restart society? Mm-hmm. Um, so sixty percent right now. This is an NBC and Wall Street Journal poll. Sixty percent are in support of keeping the stay at home restrictions to kind of keep fighting this virus, as bending is. the curve as is as right, is right now. Fifty-eight percent say they're more worried about stopping the virus, uh, and then they and they don't want to loosen restrictions. That if we were to loosen restrictions, we would have uh, a, a negative result from that. Yeah. Whereas only thirty-two percent are more concerned about the economic fallout. Um, that if we were to wait too long to loosen these restrictions, um, it would be more dangerous to society as a whole than if we were yeah. to kind of keep remain under this quarantine. And, and let's just say too, like. That's a hard choice to make, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. uh, of course, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm on the side of I'd rather people not die mm-hmm. and sacrifice the economy a little bit. But I mean, gosh, that's tough. Yeah. Like that's that's millions of people mm-hmm. that are losing their jobs, losing yeah. money. And and how long does it take to, like, take to restart take like that? that? Yeah. yeah. And we're both we're in unique situations. I mean, honestly, I don't my immediate friend group. I don't think anybody knows anyone infected um, or, or had it or, you know, yeah. Which I think is rare because uh, in March, uh, 53% of voters said that they were worried about someone in their family getting it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now it's 73%. And then 26% of people in March said that their daily lives had been noticeably affected. And now we're at... 77 percent so there's been this wow. massive increase yeah and then three at the same time people, yeah 27 yeah, percent of people said that they they personally knew someone infected and now that's jumped to 40 percent back in march so, interesting yeah it's a pretty steep increase yeah no i mean i think we at this point 
if you haven't been affected by the coronavirus, I don't know where you've been. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, if it's not on a personal health, you know, situation, it's, it's economically, Mm -hmm. it's your day to day, you know, experiences in the world. Um, and you know, testing is just so frustrating. Yeah. That that's, I think that's the hardest part. Cause I mean, I think a week after the last, last podcast, I got a fever, super random fever. <laughs> yeah, Remember that? Yes. Super random. I was fever like, Oh, here we go. Came out of yep, nowhere. This is it. And I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was, maybe that was something, yeah. you know? I mean, well, the, what's a coronavirus task force? The not, not Fauci. It's, uh, one of, one of the doctors on the board, the oh. what's her name? I can't remember, but I she know. she had made a joke. I mean, I don't remember the oh, that she a joke, a but she totally. mentioned that like on Saturday, you know, I had a fever and yeah. I woke up Sunday and I felt fine. And then Trump was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he like literally backed off. I was like, oh, yeah. that was an awkward interaction. But that was right at the same time that you had had your fever. And I was like, totally. okay, maybe something's going around. Around the same time, yeah. for sure. For sure. And we would like keep an eye on it, drink a lot of water. Yeah. But like, and I wasn't in a position where I mean, I, I reached out to Kaiser yeah. and I said, "Can I, you know, what what does it look like oh, in I terms of tests?" Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "There's just no way. Yeah. You're too young. We have to save for the wow. people that are much more at risk." Oh, so that was like in the beginning, and that was what we were talking about in Italy, where they were. I mean, granted, this is a different situation, but in Italy, they were at the stage where they had to choose who to give treatment to. But we, in March, we were at the stage where we had to choose who we were giving tests to. And so if, if you were yeah. coming down with sy- symptoms, it was like, hey, you got to tough this thing out. Oh, yeah. And the person yeah. that you were thinking of is Dr. Deborah Bricks. That's right. That's who okay. it was. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's who had, had said that she had a fever over the weekend and, yeah. and, and, and luckily had tested negative. Yeah. So in terms of testing real quick, so it looks like in the United States, according to the COVID tracking project, um, about 146,000 people per day are being tested mm. uh, nationally. Okay. Uh, this month, yeah, month of April, um, and so this as of as of Friday, that meant about three point six million tests uh, total across the country have been given. Now, there's a really interesting so study, like one percent of the population, r- yeah. very small amount, yeah. and there's an interesting study um, from researchers out of Harvard that says, look, in order for us to safely reopen, like we're starting to talk about doing, you have to um, triple, at least triple, the number of coronavirus tests that are being administered. Uh, over the next month, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because people need to know. I mean, if we you were know. to increase that increase that test amount, then those that were tested and, and came back negative could right. re-enter society. Those that were positive would quarantine for two weeks or a right. month, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems it seems so clear, yeah. but obviously, testing is the big part. And and that's that's been, I mean, that's been the focus of the news. I think. I mean, uh, Cuomo and and a ton of other governors have been reaching out to the federal government, saying, "Hey, we need help. We need." Uh, we need more testing. We need more PPE, mm-hmm. and they're getting crazy pushback. Where it's like, you know, this is a state level thing. You guys got to be in charge of this. Yeah. And, I mean, what, where you ever, you ever think about like what it, this would have been like if Obama was president? What what what? How well, would I mean, the response have differered. Yeah. Obviously, there have been a lot less swine Twitter flu. Attacks. There was twelve twelve thousand deaths. There was a swine flu, but as we just yeah, listed off in terms of numbers, yeah, it was yeah, much for different. Sure. Obviously, R not was less than, but I don't know if that's 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 an interesting kind of idea to think about the R not. Um, well, isn't necessarily associated with the virus itself, but it's also associated with the social, um, the social rules that are that are applied to it, right? So, like, yeah. we didn't have social distancing for swine flu. Well, and the mortality rate was point zero two percent. Okay, well, yeah, which is like only flu. twice that of. Or is it twice that or? or uh, no, seasonal flu is point one percent. Okay, so it's twice that of. of uh, no, it's um, five times that, point zero two. Point zero two point one percent. Oh whoa, oh the normal Wait, influenza. I'm sorry, shit, I'm not a math guy. 
But, yeah. well, okay, what you're saying though is that normal influenza is it has a high mortality rate than swine flu. You're right, right, wow. right. So yeah, okay. so this crisis is is nothing compared yeah. to, or okay. to to what H1N1 yeah. was. Yeah, though it, it was sad. It's definitely crossed my mind. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think that I mean I think a, a lot of Americans are of that same mindset. I mean, who do we trust right now? We have these coronavirus daily task force press briefings. Yeah, um, and you have the CDC, and then you have World Health Health Organization. And then which you have your state. And coming you have to the fire. Local level yeah. here. For us, it's Eric Garcetti. Oh, yeah, so I found Angeles. stats on that, which were pretty interesting. Right now, sixty nine percent of people say they trust the CDC, Center for Disease and Control and mm-hmm. Prevention, with mm-hmm. the information they're providing. Sixty sixty six percent trust their own governor. Uh, 60% trust, uh, Anthony Fauci, who's kind of the, the so lower interesting. Yeah. Who's, and he's like the nation's top infectious disease expert. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then 46% trust governor Andrew Cuomo, which I thought was surprisingly low for how vulnerable and like, uh, hmm. open he's been with everything. I feel like, yeah. You know, he seems pretty, pretty straightforward with everything that he's presenting to the public. And, and then, but then you have 35% trust Pence. Um, Pence so who's Pence. The, the head of the coronavirus task force? Do you have any stats on who trusts, how many people trust How many trust people trust Trump? Trump? Yeah. So uh, this was from that same poll that I mentioned before. Uh, I think it was the NBC and Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. poll. Um, and so I had kind of a partisan divide in numbers just about the coronavirus and, and yeah. um, who they trust and, and the economic shutdown and just the quarantine in general. So right now, 70%, 77% of Democrats uh, and 57% of independents are more worried about the coronavirus and the economy. And then Republicans are kind of divided. They have 48% are expressing more concern about the economy and 39% are more worried about the coronavirus. So it's, it's honestly pretty split. Um, and in that same poll, 44% of voters say they approve of Trump's handling of the coronavirus, while 52% disapprove, hmm. which is honestly pretty close to his just general approval oh, yeah. and disapproval rate. Totally. It absolutely so, is. And it has, but what's crazy is it has not changed since March. I think we've had yeah. what you had 118 deaths when we did this podcast yeah. in March. Now we're at uh, 40,000 mm-hmm. in the U.S. or something like mm-hmm. that. And his disapproval rating has not changed at all. That's yeah. I mean, it's it's on it's impressive. I it's will say, incredible. It's, not when, to mention, it hasn't it hasn't changed. I mean, we were just looking at a poll from same poll, yeah. NBC Wall Street Journal from March of 2019. Mm-hmm. So over a year ago, yeah. What has happened since then? All of this COVID nineteen, <laughs> yeah. and and an impeachment, yeah, and a presidential, yeah. you know, a, a first part of a presidential yeah. election, yeah. and it hasn't changed. It's it's a genuine force to be reckoned with. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're we're kind of. Uh, diverting from the coronavirus topic, but I will say that um, the support he has is just this awakening of uh, kind of an American mindset that I think we just didn't, we weren't aware of. Yeah. We're, we're on the West Coast, there's mm-hmm. the East Coast, and we were kind of a, more so of a liberal mindset. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, it was a much needed eye-opening experience. I think it's, you know, some of us might may find us in an unfortunate situation, but I think we kind of had to learn from this. Who's going to win in 2020? Oh, don't. I don't know. I'm freaking <laughs> Should out. Should we shut this down before we start getting <laughs> yeah. into that? I mean, I think we should probably, yeah, I don't know what we do in episode. What actually is going on right now in <laughs> yeah. politics? Yeah. Somebody tell us. And yeah. like, that's going to have to be What actually like is that. Joe Biden thinking right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I mean, fuck. I mean, I hate to, to dive into that, but when we were watching the debates, yeah. before I... I kind of shifted my attention toward Joe Biden. I was 
Uh, I mean, Bloomberg, I found very interesting. I mean, there was a lot of people in the Democratic race that I found interesting. And from the get go, watching Biden uh, debate, I was kind of freaking out. Like, why? Yeah. Why is no one talking about? He seems a little bit um, kind of off his game. Yeah. And then, well, uh, yeah, a couple of thoughts there. I mean, we could probably dive into a whole yeah. other podcast about this, but a couple of thoughts there. One is if you go back and you look at his old debate performances in um, 2012 when he was VP in his vice presidential campaign, uh, when he was you know debating against Paul Ryan, or if you look at him in 2008 when he was going for the uh, the nomination, um, he did a lot of the similar kind of uh, stuttering. I mean, he has he, he yeah. has admittedly had a stutter, right? Yeah. There was there was some times when he would. Um, you know, his thought process kind of run on. I, I think that there is a lot being attributed to his age mm-hmm. where I do think that there was a lot of that that was there before. I mean, yeah, he wasn't known true. as that's an incredibly fair. eloquent yeah. person before, yeah. right? He was known for having He's a better verbal one-on-one. gaps. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think uh, the debate... Has he aged? Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's definitely older. Um, what I would say to that is, look at Trump. Yeah. My God. Yeah. That guy doesn't... Yeah, he says a lot of words fast, mm. but... They're, they don't mean anything. Right. There's no substance there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, gosh, we'll probably have a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. So, well, that's that's kind of the update on where we're at with coronavirus, I right. think. Um, I, I would like to say, I hope we don't have to do another update. I hope in the, ne- in the Dude, coming weeks. Update, yeah, for I mean, sure. I mean, this, we could be doing updates on this for, for another year. So yeah, I'm sure. I hope we're not doing another update from... Uh, as heavy of a quarantine as we're currently I agree. granted i said that if it means that more people will die i'll stay home yeah i'd, I'd rather 100 take that on but um i do hope that we see a drastic improvement in uh you know kind of just society's flow and, and a, a significant drop in the, the rate of infection but overall i just want to say i am genuinely impressed by americans stepping up and mm-hmm. saying i'm gonna do the right thing yeah. And I'm going to stay home. Yeah. And we're all in this together. And that's been that's been really cool to see. Yeah. Right. We're starting to see some some fractions at yeah. this point. We'll Which see what happens. Which was bound so to happen. Just bound I to mean, happen. I think, you know. Just and now the hope is that we will have enough tests tests to slowly reopen things and not have to close them up again. Yeah. You know, we mm-hmm. always have to be aware that there could be another outbreak. That's right? what I think would be devastating. Absolutely. I think if we were to psychologically um, kind of just assume that this was over and people were to just kind of restart their lives and and get things going again to, to have to take on another lockdown that I think would be kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I think we would see a severe impact on the, I mean, we've seen a severe impact on the economy, but it's had a pretty solid two weeks. I will say that it's, you mean the stock pump, market? The stock market's pumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the overall economy, but the stock market has been pumping. But I think another outbreak, another outbreak would would really, really would, would would absolutely impact things for sure. Yeah, because yeah, it just introduced another so much more yeah. instability. So, yeah. yeah, we will see what happens, my man. Yeah. Well, all the best to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll Keep see you. Along. I'll be. Uh, I'll be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you pretty often. But uh, <laughs> so there you have it. That's the coronavirus update. Uh, we'll see you next time.